Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I am so thankful to have you here and hopefully encourage you to live with the heart of purpose with my guests today, Rachel and Harold Earls. They have the cutest and most authentic and down-to-earth vlog on YouTube, and I just am so excited for you to hear their story of how they met and also how they overcame so much while he summited Mount Everest, and they just have so much wisdom and insight to give today, so I want to join you in on our conversation, and I just pray that whatever the message you receive from today, I, I really hope it helps to lift you up and encourage you during such, a, such an uncertain time we're in right now, and I pray that we can really start to show up for one another, just as Rachel and Harold do for each other daily. So join in on our conversation and I look forward to it. So welcome Rachel and Harold Earls to the podcast. We are um, so excited to be here, girl. I'm so excited. I'm so glad we got connected in that I'm able to learn more about your story and about your book and your life. Um, I watched quite a few of the vlogs and I just love them on YouTube because you guys are so transparent and authentic and it's so refreshing, you know, it's so refreshing. So thank you for that. (laughs) Um, But to get listeners up to speed a little bit of who you are, can you share a little bit of how you guys first met? Yeah. And, right. and of course, who you guys are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I am an active duty army officer. And so my wife, Rachel, sitting right next to me, we are coming up on our five year wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Congrats. <laughs> yep. And so Rachel, I don't want to share too much of her story yet, but she had a crazy idea to start a YouTube channel. And that has kind of led us on this wild journey to be where we are now. Um, and honestly, I have a pretty amazing community that we get to share life with. Yeah, we get to just share our everyday life. We have two little boys, a two-year-old, and then a one-year-old. He just turned one. And is walking, too, by the walking. way. Like, so everywhere. cute. Yes. Oh, um, yes. So we just share all the ups and downs through social media, and it's been really awesome. But throwing it back to how we met back in 2012, we were both in college, and I was at Florida State, so in Florida, and Harold was at West Point up in New York. So we were pretty long distance. Yeah. You want to? Oh man! Yeah, long distance. (laughs) Yeah, which, by the way, for any of you listening that are in a long distance relationship, it is hard. It is not an easy path. Respect to you for going through that. I can't imagine. But yeah, so we, uh, I got introduced to Rachel through my best friend uh, from back home. He ended up being the best man in our wedding. Who's my cousin? Yep. I not love that. I am not cousins with Rachel, but they are <laughs> <laughs> keeping it in the family. Um, yeah. No, that's great. I'm from Georgia. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, that's great. It's always great to have like a mutual friend who knows that you two are just going to love each other. But then it takes, didn't it take a, a few to get you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. So I, he always tried to show me like, he's like, man, you got to meet my cousin. She's awesome. And he told me that she was a redhead. And I don't know if you read the book yet, but I was like, yeah, I'm just like not into redhead. Sorry. Fortunately, like a year later, he just like showed me a picture of her. I was like, dude. Yeah, you're like, what? I was like, why the heck did you show me her sooner? Like, what were you thinking? Oh, so cute. As probably back then, you know, we just weren't quite ready for each other yet, you know? So. Oh, which is, I mean, I think that's in life. Like timing is everything. And honestly, God's timing is far better than our own. (laughs) Amen. 
Yeah. So a lot of times it won't, it wouldn't have worked out if you met earlier or. Oh, sure. Definitely. Like back in high school, he was like way too wild. I was such a. I was way too cool. I would have been so annoyed. <laughs> way too cool. Way too cool. Cause you're Harold, you're really adventurous, right? That's why you have these big dreams, these big goals. I, uh... I am for sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you always know you wanted to uh, be in the army? I did. For, for me, I've, I've never really been driven by money. I've loved the, just the idea of serving other people. Um, it's actually kind of beautiful how we've kind of been able to write our story in regards to Rachel's YouTube because we end every video with love God, love people, make a difference and be thankful. And I think that's really like the driving factor behind every decision we make as a family is like, how can we make a difference? And for me, joining the army was a way that I knew tangibly I can make a difference even at the time at 18 years old. That's, that's amazing to know that, that early on, you know, you guys met and did you know it was love at first sight? Pretty much. Yeah, honestly. So it started on, um, it was faster than love at first sight. Though, <laughs> it was, it was faster than that. Hey, Oh, it was that like first like message, Facebook message. Yeah, we, we say, um, chapter one of our book is love at first phone call. Correct. That's not chapter oh. one. No, no, Wait. that's the first message. She may need to read the book again. <laughs> chapter two i don't know it's a really long writing process yeah you wrote it you're done chapter something <laughs> one of the chapters in the book we're pretty sure that it has to be. <laughs> chapters the first message okay it's all right um we we say it's love at first phone call because by the time we had our first phone call it was six hours long and we talked oh my gosh everything yeah it started at like 8 p.m last until 2 a.m just knew after that it was like holy crap because <laughs> you already talked you talked about everything you're like yeah. all right like when are you gonna move in no <laughs> you're like how many kids are we gonna have um <laughs> what are their names gonna be <laughs> what was wild is by the end of the call I remember so one I, I was to give some context I was at West Point still and so I was on the baseball team and I remember walking around the bases like over and over and over again for hours just talking on the phone but then Aww. it became like 1 a.m so then I walked back to my barracks room and then I just remember laying in the top bunk on my bed and I was like finishing the call there six hours later I had to wake up in literally like an hour to go to class I remember laying there and we both were just like oh my gosh I found you and it's like weird that I've never seen her in person or even met her in person but it's like just like just having that, I just knew it was, it was wild. It was such a, a weird thing just to know, like, oh my goodness, I think I just found the love of my life. It was, uh, it was a moment I'll never forget. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause it's literally the first phone call. So any advice for any, any yeah, single people? I think because like we put physical appearance first, you know, it's, absolutely. that's what we're looking at. That's what we're focusing on. And for us, because we were long distance, it was all conversation first. You know? It's like love at first sight. Did you watch that on Netflix? I did watch it's it. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I loved it. I know people totally like critiqued it, but very cool that you can have those conversations and really go deep without being distracted by that physical, even just thinking something with Harold is like, is he going to hold my hand? When's he going to kiss me? You know, like I just yeah. don't have that going on because you can just really talk. For me, yeah. redheads actually are pretty cool. So. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Oh, that's so great. I just love how people meet and how they fall in love. Uh, everyone witnessed mine on TV. So it's a little different. I don't get to share, you know, like the cute little yeah. nuggets of information, but I love to, I read some of the book and I just love how um, Harold, you were so supportive of her starting a YouTube channel and really kind of giving her that like momentum to start. Yeah. Even after you got like that backlash, which I mean, it's the internet. 
you can't please everyone. So how was that for for you, Rachel, to know that you've got support and yeah for sure so a little backstory for everyone listening um I started my YouTube channel it was kind of soon after we got engaged I had graduated from college but Harold was a year younger so he still had one year left of school totally married up (laughs) first video I made was signs you're dating a West Point cadet um and so Everybody at West Point just, they all watched it. Harold's about to tell you a little story. I can feel it. (laughs) But they like slammed. It was like kind of half and half. The girlfriends loved it. A lot of them. It gave like a voice, right? Yeah. It totally gave the girls yeah. a voice, you know, that side of, of being able to relate to our very weird situation, you know. Do you want to tell a story? Well, so I didn't really know just how much it was blowing up. I'm like, you know, just... Oh, like, yeah, you're just going to class. You're like, whatever. At night. Rachel, tell me she posted a video on YouTube. I'm like the supportive guy. It's like, oh, that's great, honey. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and my, you know, like homework. And then all of a sudden, people start knocking on my door. And they're like, are you Harold Rose? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they just laugh and walk away. I'm like, what is going on? So it turns out I end up waking up the next morning, fast forward, and I'm walking to class and I hear Rachel's voice, like like I can hear it in the world that's going on. So I keep walking down the hallway and instructors are playing her video in their classes. Not even kidding. Multiple instructors, like multiple professors were playing the that's video. That's hilarious. Like, wow, that that's Rachel on, on the screen. But honestly, like, for me, a lot of people ask that, like, why do you support or why were you so supportive then? Um, I think that's honestly something that has been really beautiful in our relationship from the very beginning. Like, yeah. when I brought up to Rachel the idea of climbing Everest, yeah. I was pretty nervous for that call, right? Because it's like totally one comment, one thing could shut the whole dream down, right? It's like, but not only from that very first call was she like, hey, I support you. Mm-hmm. She was like, hey, how can I come alongside you and how can I run this race with you? And so she wasn't only like my number one supporter. She was like on my team. Like when I was staying up late, she was staying up late. Like when we were working on like logo designs for like the expedition, she was right there drawn with me. Like that's, I think a beautiful thing in relationships is when, um, I think that's a deeper level of love that I didn't know is when it's like, here are my dreams, but it's not just my dreams. It becomes our dreams together. Yeah, you just have I to. I love that. You know, because especially, I mean, even with social media, it's like the world is just going to be against you. It doesn't matter who you are. Like there's going to be the people that support you and there's going to be the people that don't. And so really just to have each other's back and to yeah. know like, okay, well, everybody else might not support me, but like my person does. I know when I was reading to it, I mean, I even got like, it's a testament of just a testament of like, God's intention for us too. Like he, he doesn't want us to be alone. He wants us a partner to, you know, to strengthen us and then in return, strengthen his kingdom. So I can see that in you too, even just from reading the pages and watching your vlogs. I love it. Um, so for Harold, how important was it for you to know you, you know, could have a wife that was so supportive because you mentioned your, that you're, you are a go-getter. So when you have a dream, you're going to do it. So I mean, that would be really hard. Um, Like you said, probably nerve wracking to talk to her to be like, hey, are you on board for me summiting Mount Everest? (laughs) Honestly, uh, truth be told, I I think in that moment, I honestly took her for granted, to be honest. I think that it honestly was years later and through reflecting and writing the book that I really realized how lucky I was to have someone running that race with me. Um, You know, for me, because I am so much of a go-getter and and I love to make things happen. I think that I immediately turned to the next thing, right? And it was like, yeah. um, you know, little did I know or really just pay attention to like, hey, this was about to drag us 
through the mud. We were about to walk through some thick stuff that we would have to go through together. And I think I always just took for granted that she was by my side, right? When I left for Everest, I did all this prep work for Everest, for our team, uh, for the media that we were going to be doing. But I didn't do anything when I left to make sure that Rachel was taken care of. Like, hey, I didn't leave her letters. I didn't do something to make sure that she knew that she was loved and taken care of. Because I think in those moments, I took that for granted. And I was like, I know she's going to be okay. I know that she's strong in her faith. And I think that that's something that honestly, I, I learned and grew as a result after ever since we writing this book. That's really important to know, though, even in hindsight, because then you can just be there even more so in the future. Like as she's a mom, you know, as you're a dad, you can even in return, be more thoughtful in that sense too. I mean, you guys, yeah, yeah. You guys both learned so much through your experience of you going on the adventure to summit Mount Everest. And then Rachel, while you were waiting, I feel like it's important also for listeners to get your stance on like, so I guess I need to give a little background. So Harold went on (laughs) an adventure, right? To summit Mount Everest Yep. And this is before children. So yeah, so this all took place in our first year of marriage. So I actually came up with the idea um, when I was a firstie, a senior at West Point, I had this grand idea to climb Mount Everest. It's the number one thing on my bucket list. <laughs> and so I set out to do that. But it just so happened that that was also in our first year of marriage. We got married right after West Point. I went to some military training and then I immediately left and went to climb Everest. Yeah. And first year is usually like, you know, the hardest anyway. So <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just add something else to the plate. <laughs> I'm so grateful though it was before the kids, honestly. That just brings a whole new element. But how did you handle that through the waiting? I feel like we're in a period of quarantine or of just a time of waiting uh, to see what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, you've been there in that sense of you didn't even know where he was technically, you know. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people who are in the waiting? Yeah, I feel like no matter if it's COVID-19, there's always seasons of waiting. You know, even when we were in long distance, that was so many seasons of waiting. Um, And so it's just kind of not just getting stuck in that, but see um, what good you can find out of that. There's always going to be those what if questions. um, And you just don't want to be driven by that fear or even just that waiting period. So for me, it was choosing to fill my time with life enriching things. And at the time was traveling. So I went to Guatemala <laughs> and Ireland and Scotland. I saw my friends in Nashville. She would just call me on the, so phone, on the satellite phone. I'm on Everest. <laughs> yeah. So I just booked a flight to Ireland and I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always try to encourage people in those waiting periods is, is not to just like wish it away because that is a time in your life, right? And so really just take full advantage of it and say, how can I make the most of this? Um, and maybe that's following your own passion, discovering a new hobby. Um, really just take some time and, and center on yourself. Such a good time to um, have self-growth, you know? Totally. And I mean, it's quiet time, so it's time to reflect or to figure out, you know, your next step, because so many people are now, you know, at a loss of what to do next. And it's like, now is the time to take a leap of faith. So I think that's really important. And as you mentioned, most times, like it's through struggle that we learn how we can then help others because through our struggle, we then have these testimonies like you guys do to be able to help others in the same period of time. So I just love the cycle of that, you know, how, when we share our lives, we we really are enriching other people's lives in if they are in a season that we were. So I love that. And I want to get to the book because um, this is 
such an important and probably such a wonderful time for you guys to know that what you've put into it and just your whole life's journey up until now is now like in a written form forever. So when did you guys both decide to write the book? What was that just a decision like one of you had or it's a big story there too. A journey. A journey. Really? Um, so one, I, I think actually on our website, so earls.org, you can see at the very bottom I put all these images and pictures of the writing process. It was just oh. raw moments of us like writing. And I think that does a good job showing like it is a lot of work. And I a think lot. that I think anything in life, a lot of times people will see like, oh, that person's successful as an influencer or something like that. But they don't realize like there is so many sleepless nights and hard work that go into that. There's like moments where there's pictures of Rachel and she's writing and like literally Leo, our toddler, has like toys dumped all over her chest. And she's trying to like, <laughs> it, you know, um, you know, to us staying up super late at night. But in total, um, I started trying to write a book right when I got back from Everest. Um, oh, okay. and, and quite ashamedly, I, I honestly was wanting to write a yay me, I climbed Everest book. You know, it was like, really? I made it to the top of the world and this, this and that. And what was really kind of beautiful is how God worked through Rachel um, to really shape that story into something more beautiful than I ever could have thought of myself. Because for a while she was like, hey, I think it would be really interesting if, you know, maybe we showed like both sides of that story. So it's not just your side, but also what the spouse is going through and what, you know, yeah. what she went through. And um, so we kept praying on it, kept thinking about it. And now here we are. And that's, what's really beautiful about the story is it shows both sides, right? So it goes back and forth between what's happening with me on the mountain, but then jumping back to what Rachel is going through. And it really does a beautiful job of just how they're intertwined throughout. Yeah, it does. I do love, that is one thing I love about the book too, is that it's, it's alternating. So like where you are at in that moment, it then reflects to where she is. And it's, yeah. it's just really nice to see, like you're still supporting one another in each and every chapter, which I love to see. That's yeah. Awesome. I wanted to make a note because actually yesterday was the four year anniversary from when he was summited Mount Everest. Oh, wow. And just two days. So the day before that, our youngest one turned one, which the day before I went into the hospital to give birth to him is when we turned in the first draft of our manuscript. Before so you gave, oh my gosh. Literally like cranking it out. So you literally birthed a book yeah. and a child. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, push. And she's like, I'm writing a sentence. Hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. You know, that's so good though. I mean, this is going to be a time of life you'll never forget. Yeah, it's definitely special because it's actually a story that we don't personally talk about very mm -hmm. often, really yeah. up until now. We really never really talk about it. And because a lot of those emotions are hard to yeah. visit. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a part in the book where Harold writes a message to me in case he died. Um, Ugh, and yeah. you can read it in the book. But um, just to, to really get all the emotions out in book form so other people can really experience our story is special. Do you want to share a little bit too of like the entire message that you both learned? Because I think that's important for listeners to understand why you wrote the book and also what you intend for others to receive from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So our book is called A Higher Calling, Pursuing Love, Faith, and Mount Everest for a Greater Purpose. Um, and for me, there's a couple things that I really want people to take away. Um, first is that you are capable of more than you can imagine, especially with God by your side. Um, so never, ever doubt that. Never 
uh, doubt the power of God to work through any situation. Um, and second of all, it's kind of focusing and figuring out what is your higher calling because, you know, life is this continuous thing. Um, but at the end of the day, what is most important to you? And for us, you know, we discovered it was our love for each other, our love for God and serving people. And that's that little saying that Harold mentioned that I say at the end of our vlogs is, love God, love people, make a difference and be thankful. And that's what we try to live by every single day. I mean, that really changes your life when you have a mindset like that. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think. That's yeah, beautiful. Well said. Yeah, well said. I, <laughs> I know that was so beautiful. Just the way you said it. And I don't know, because it is like living with intention and with intention, you're living with purpose each day. I mean, that's what my whole um, podcast is about is really living with a heart of purpose. And you just kind of hit that nail on the head. So how do you guys both find purpose in the everyday? Because you found the reason to have a higher calling through your story, but you know, life is busy. Life is hard, especially with kids. Um, I'm with you with the two little boys, but how do you guys do it? How do you find purpose in the everyday? Do you just live by that motto? Well, I, I think for us, honestly, right now, and this whole thing that we're going through, I think is a beautiful time to kind of like refocus on what are your priorities. Cause I think you have to have your priorities right in order to understand um, and really have a purpose, right? Because I think yeah. we get so caught up in life, right? I got mm -hmm. so caught up in everything I was doing to prepare for Everest, um, but I may not have had my priorities in the right order, right? And mm -hmm. I think a beautiful thing about being able to slow down a little bit is to take a step back and be like, what, where is my purpose at? Where are my priorities? Where do those actually lie? And I think that you'll find that when you get your priorities in mind, so too will your purpose fall in mind as well. And I think just yeah. talking about the everyday thing, we love to say that the little moments count, right? And it yeah. can be anything, especially discovering each other's like love languages. Like my husband. Oh my gosh, yes. Will touch a lot of men. I, I, yes. to say, I, learned, I learned totally jumping in here that I didn't <laughs> Macarena, Macarena, Macarena. <laughs> the I Macarena. Well, quarantine. And Rachel's like, how do you not know the Macarena? I was like, I can't believe you don't know the Macarena. I don't know how to say it either, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent a whole night learning that. Uh, oh, that's so cute. Did you have a vlog for that? Because that would be adorable. I think it was a TikTok, probably. Uh, <laughs> I think it was on my Instagram, actually. Um, but yeah, just those little moments. So like, you know, I, he could come home from work and be sitting at the table. And if I just go up to him and rub his shoulders, it's such a simple thing. But to him, that means a lot. It means mm -hmm. like, I see you, like, I love you, honey. Um, or it's just writing a little note um, and leaving it for each other. Those really um, matter and just show intention um, that you're showing up for each other. We have to show up for our people every single day. It's true. Rachel's an acts of service person. So I'm all about cleaning them dishes, you know, oh, yes. kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, but in marriage, it's so important to understand how the other person looks yes. because yes, me and Chris, we love way differently. And, but it's so hard every day to purposefully be like reminded like, Oh, that I'm words of affirmation. So, and he's acts of service, but I forget because my, my love is an acts of service. So like, need taking out the trash like whatever you know <laughs> but you have to be so mindful all the time but I love what you said about showing up for your people because it's so true it's so true just showing up that's like what you guys are doing with all your vlogs you're showing up showing up you're being authentic um what do you guys see for the future for Earl's family vlogs we're working on a baby, so that's that's probably Ooh, another one. Yeah, we want a big family, so we <gasps> how many kids? 
Well, that's a good question. Originally, we said four. Then we had our firstborn. And I was like, I think we can have like six. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are like the opposite. We have one and we're like, oh, OK, I think we're done. No, <laughs> and then you had two and we're like, yeah, definitely just two. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. See, that's the thing is I, I don't have that feeling. And so I just, you know, I'm sure I'll feel that at some point, hopefully. I mean, uh, my pregnancies are pretty rough, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I discovered that um, from our first, I have degenerative disc disease, which really just means is, my back is not good. Oh, no. And, um, yeah, to the point, like, I can't sit or really stand after, like, you know, week, four, four. week like, 14 or something. <laughs> what? So it's wild. I have to pretty much, like, lay down, and it's miserable, but um, really, it was such a beautiful way that I could really understand Jesus's sacrifice, you know, yeah. just that. The, the sacrifice I was making for my child just out of love. And then the thing was doing it a second time willingly, knowing what I was mm-hmm. going through, just to think of Jesus knowing like what he's going to go through because he loved all of us. Like, yeah, so isn't that I crazy? That as a blessing. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's a great perspective to have too. Uh, the sacrifice. So Harold, I'm going to ask a question. Are you going to summit Mount Everest again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. It's interesting. I, I am so grateful for that experience in my life. Um, but honestly, if I could go back and do it all again, knowing what I know now and knowing, especially seeing the current life that I live, I don't think in that moment it was worth it, right? When I see like that two-year-old, you know, oh, right, around and get wrapped in yeah. his arm and I, and I see... Rachel holding it, holding our little baby. It's like, mm-hmm. I realized like the risk and the sacrifice and the potential loss that I could have had based off of those decisions. Yeah. So I, I am so grateful for what it taught me. And I think that God tremendously worked in my life and through us, uh, through that, but no, I don't really care. Yeah. That's great. You did it. You did. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't need that stress in her life. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, so what's the next, next big adventure for you two? Just a third thing. We're getting out of the army. So Oh, you army, are. are. Where are you so gonna move to? I we gotta figure that out, honestly. So we have oh. a lot of things to figure out in this pandemic world. But in the next yeah. couple months. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll Oh goodness. We'll, and we'll travel and then I think from there we'll just wherever God leads us. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Exciting. Who knows? Hey, you can come to Portland, Oregon, you know. Yeah. I'll have you here. <laughs> across country <laughs> hey we love it we want to see all the places on our honeymoon I don't know if you read that part in the book yet uh we went to not, gosh why am I forgetting 17 countries mm-hmm. 17 oh, countries in 30 days uh what I missed that part <laughs> that's yeah. so cool that's like on my bucket list I want to do I want to travel so much Definitely, totally worth it yeah, well, it was cool because so we dated long distance all throughout West Point, and so that was oh, yeah. Like, so how many year. years to put that into perspective? Oh shoot, probably. We started dating in 2012 and, and got married. Two and a half years. Yeah, so about two and a half years, and so wow. we knew each other long distance the whole time. So we really like at least a month in between every time we saw each other. A lot of yeah. times it was longer than a month. Yeah. It'd be two and three months. We wouldn't even see. Each I don't other. know how you guys did that. Yeah, it's crazy. so hard. So, we got married and it was June 11th, right? Right after graduation. And so we immediately took off and went and traveled just because we could spend every single day together. So we wanted good. so much. We 
had so many different Skype calls that were like, we're going to travel the world. We're going to see this. We're going to see this. And we're like, let's do it. Let's just make it happen. So we had a blast. It was wild though. Like some crazy adventures in there. Some sketchy adventures. Oh, I bet. Hiked with someone across Greece. We had a whole paragliding in Switzerland with... Oh my gosh. How can people find the book, one, because they need to go read this story. Such a great, just a great story of you guys. And like you mentioned, just a great testament of sacrifice and of patience and of strength. So tell everyone how they can find it and how they can follow you. Cool. Yeah. So um, our website's probably the easiest place. It's just earls, E-A-R-L-S dot org. Um, you can watch our book trailer on there. And then you can also just get our book wherever books are sold. So easy enough. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Rachel Earls. Find Harold at Harold Earls IV because he's the fourth. Um, and <laughs> on YouTube, you can find us at Earls Family Blogs. Our website has all our socials on it. So good. Go check it out. I'll link it on the podcast notes so everyone can just... I know no one types anything in these days, right? You just want a quick link. So I'll link it for everyone. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. And I can't wait to finish the book. So thank you. So fun chatting. Oh, we appreciate it. Same.